Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 14. This week on the episode, we're going to have an album review of the new album called R.I.P. by We Are The City. Uh, before we get into that, I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that we have coming up, um, some of the shows we're going to, and things that you know we're just generally excited about. Um, so first up, later this week, um, this podcast goes live on Wednesday and then on Thursday night. Um, we will be photographing and doing a show review of Tall Heights. Um, they have toured with a large number of bands. Um, a couple years ago, they were with Judah and the Lion. Um, they've recently come off of being on the Rockin' Cruise. There's just endless potential for these guys. They've started making waves, and they're climbing their way to the top. Um, so it'll be really cool to, to go see them again. The last time I was supposed to shoot them was with Judah and the Lion, and there was an issue with um, Live Nation at the time was going to be recording and streaming part of the Judah and the Lion show. So they ended up blocking all photographers and telling us that we couldn't shoot because they were going to have their own equipment. So um was pretty disappointed about that, but, you know, um, if you've been a fan of the page for a while or if you want to go digging through the archives. Um, I did a interview with uh, Paul from Tall Heights, and we kind of talked about a, a bunch of different stuff at that time. So, um, again, just really cool to, to see them back out and around. So excited to get to that show. Uh, next week's episode, episode number 15, is going to be the phone call that I did with Half-Hearted, um, they've kind of changed their sound. They have a, a new direction. They finally are kind of feeling like the band that they wanted to be and that they that they truly are. Um, so really excited for them. Um, we had some phone issues uh, during that interview, so uh, there's going to be a couple times where it kind of drops out. So post-production-wise, um, you may notice a couple clip-ins and clip-outs. Um but great guys, really excited that I got to talk to them. Um, they've got a lot of stuff in the works, a new album coming out. It's, you know, there's tons of, of stuff in the pipeline for them. Um, by the time this goes live or by the time the episode 15 goes live, um, they should be making some tour announcements that you guys need to check out. They're releasing some music videos. They're really pushing forward with this new direction um, and it, it feels like, and the guys say it in their interview, it feels like this is finally where the band is supposed to be, um, just musically, lyrically, the sound that they're producing. It's, it's really cool. So, um, that'll be next week in the episode. And then a week from this Friday, so not Valentine's day, um, the week after that, I will be going to Chicago and, linking up with my good friend MC Lars. If you've been a fan of my page or my work uh, in the past, Lars and I have done a lot together. You know, we've talked a few times, done a, you know, a few different interviews. 
I've photographed him a few different times. I've worked with him at Warp Tour. Um, he's a great dude. Uh, we always have a lot of fun talking, and and you know, there's just a, a lot of um, just mutual respect for the hustle that we each put out. He's got all kinds of stuff going on too. Um, we'll get into more of that probably in next week's episode. Um, just leading into it. And then I hope to have his interview up the following week. So like right around the first week of, um, March. So, um, those are the big shows that I know I've got coming up here soon. Um, Silverstein is across the pond, as they say, uh, currently in the UK, um, touring, doing shows for the new album, uh, they get back stateside soon, and I plan on working things out with uh, Shane Told. He and I have already discussed a little bit, but we're going to try to nail down a date for the interview with him, um, possibly at a show. We'll see kind of how that all plays out when they get back in the States and things like that. So uh, a lot of really cool stuff in the pipeline, guys. So hope you're you know, hitting that follow button, like, subscribe, whatever it is. You know, if you have us and your favorites on your web pages, that's cool too. Um, big thing that I just started this last week that I hope you guys will enjoy. I am starting a weekly roundup of new slash newer music on Fridays. So Every single Friday, uh, there will be a new post up. You just have to go to the website to, to see it. Um, and it will be a just a post of new music, newer music, a, a short playlist. Um, so I plan on doing five to ten songs a week, um, just you know, kind of some highlights that have come out. Um, I will have the music videos for them and things like that um, in those posts as well so that everybody can link over to them and, you know, kind of check out the the new music and hopefully find some stuff that, that you like. Um, I'm trying not to tie too much of it to one specific genre. So, for example... Uh, this last week, I did a couple pop punk songs. I did a couple uh, heavier songs. There was an EDM track in there. Um, so really cool uh, stuff with that. For example, uh, on this last week, uh, the week of 2-7, the uh, Friday, we're calling it the Weekend Waves for now. Not sure if that's going to stick or if we're going to mix that up, but... Um, we had eight songs, starting off with Edge of Time by Rags and Riches, Bad Habits by Silverstein featuring Intervals, Mess by Callaway Circus, who you guys hopefully heard my interview with um, back on episode 13, had a great talk with them, and you know, really excited to see what they're able to, to do. This new album is going to be sick. I can't wait for everybody to to hear it, uh, that actually comes out this Friday, uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. So definitely, you know, mark your Spotify, Apple, wherever you're getting your music, whatever you're doing with it, uh, go pre-order it. It's a really solid album. I'm a big fan of that. Um, we have Long Way Home by Tritonal, 
Uh, I'm a huge Tritonal fan, if you guys didn't know that about me. Um, they're one of the bands, EDM-wise, that's constantly in a rotation, along with uh, number five, which was Green Lights by Cruella. Cruella is fucking sick. Um, if you're looking to just maybe dip your toes into some EDM and you're not really sure if you like the genre or if there's any particular uh, sound of it that you're you're into, um, check out both of them, Tritonal and, and Cruella. I think they're they're great um, artists for people that assume that EDM is all dubstep and it's all air horns and police sirens and just loud, obnoxious noises. That's not what it is. Um, so definitely go check those out. Uh, number six was Defender by August Burns Red. If you want just a heavy in-your-face song, this is the song that you need to check out. Um, really stoked to see what these guys have coming up. I've worked with August Burns Red a little bit in the past. Uh, Jake and I have talked in the past. Um, I'm a big fan of Heart Support, which is his um, nonprofit around suicide prevention and mental health awareness and things like that. Um, really cool organization. Um, I've got links up to it on different, you know, the Facebook page and different posts and things like that. Uh, we had a, a new song by Bowling for Soup called Alexa Bliss. So this one was cool for me because, A, I'm a wrestling fan, and Alexa Bliss is a wrestler, for those of you that don't know. Um, and it's just got a really cool story behind it. So the quick version of that story is uh, it's actually sang throughout the song with them. But uh, basically, Alexa was a huge fan of Bowling for Soup and you know, went to their shows and stuff before she was famous. Um, when she was doing some of her modeling work and things like that, she wore one of their T-shirts. And, you know, just as people have evolved and she's grown in popularity and, you know, gotten different platforms and things like that, they've actually been able to kind of become friends to some extent. And, you know, the turns out the um, admiration kind of went both ways. So Bowling for Soup made this little tribute song, I guess is what I'll call it, uh, for Alexa. And it's, it's a really cool song. It's a really cool video that features her. Um, if you're a fan of that kind of girls, all the bad guys want and Stacy's mom mashed together. Um, that's pretty much what this song is. So really cool. And then the last song, uh, song number eight was some kind of disaster by all time low. Uh, all Time Low is one of my favorite pop punk bands of all time. Um, I think they've been able to evolve their sound and writing style and things like that over the years to really cater to their growing fan base as well as the youthful fan base that they keep grabbing. Um, you know, as they've gotten more popular, as they've gotten older, their fan base has actually just kind of grown because of the style that they put out and the the fun uh, energy that they put out with their music, it's not just dudes in their 30s like them. It's dudes in their 30s and kids in their teens, you know. So the whole gamut is, is really there, um, which says a lot about a band being able to kind of keep their fan base young to some extent in the sense of 
obviously as we get older, it gets harder and harder to go to concerts because real life adult responsibilities suck and (laughs) keeps us away from stuff. But, you know, kids will always try to find a way to get to shows and things like that. So um, really dig the song too, just the lyrical content, the um, feeling and emotion behind it. It's it's a very relatable song. Um, And, you know, again, just another solid... Uh, showing by All Time Low, who hasn't really put anything terrible out ever. So um, that's the eight songs for the first week of Weekend Waves. Uh, I do have this as a Spotify playlist. Um, I do not have it up on Google Play or Apple or anything like that. This is exclusively a Spotify playlist. If you go to the website... There's a button to listen on Spotify that'll take you to that playlist. And then if you just follow that playlist, I will be updating it every single week. Um, Again, five to ten songs. So if you follow that playlist and just check back, you know, every week or however often you're checking back on it, uh, that playlist is just going to keep growing and and bringing you new music and hopefully helping you discover some, some music that maybe you didn't know about or, you know, that you somehow missed it flew under your radar or whatever the case may be so hope you guys enjoy all of that um that's really all i've got to lead us in today um so we're going to jump into discussing this new album called r.i.p by we are the city and the first song that i want to talk about is actually the opening track it's called killer b-side music i'm going to play you guys a little clip Then I'll be back and we'll kind of discuss, you know, the feeling on it and just, you know, the general thoughts and then we'll break out some more songs. That was Killer B-Side Music by We Are The City off the new album, R.I.P. So yeah, the album just dropped about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, It's a different sound than what I normally listen to. I won't lie about it. Um, I dig it, though. So I think it's it's really cool what they've done um, with the musical space and what I mean by that is it feels like each song is really expanded and fills up the different corners of of your mind as you're listening to it but you know the different corners of the room um, and just being able to put on kind of some theatrics within the music um, gives it almost like a cinematic feel Um, 
solid, you know, album, like I said. So the reason I kicked off with Killer B-Side Music is A, it's the first track on the album, but B is because that's what I think of the album. Um, And I don't mean this in a negative way, and I'm sure some people are probably going to take it that way. So, you know, if that happens, it happens. But um, I think this album is killer B-side music. So basically with that, what I'm getting at is this album is something that you can press play on and just have it in the background and almost get lost in it in the sense of it doesn't pull away your focus from the things you're working on or the environment that you're in um, as a distraction. So it's definitely something that is there. You're aware of it. It produces, you know, good vibes and and things like that. Um, But it's not something that as you're listening to it, at least for me, It's not something that as I listen to, I find myself, you know, stopping my work or whatever I'm I'm doing at the time. Um, I think it's great music that you could easily, you know, put on while you're hanging out with some people and just let it run and not really have anybody complain about any of the songs or anything like that because it's the type of music that is almost uh, an ambient music and that's okay. Um, I think it's, again, I think it's a really cool uh, feel to the album. I don't know if that was their intention or what, but um, that song specifically I think is a good indicator of the album in the sense of it showcases their use of space, their use of of instruments and music and provides kind of a a hint towards the overall vibe and and sound um, for the album. So they've been around for for a while. Um, This is actually their fifth full-length album. Um, And it's just something, again, that as bands grow and evolve and find their sounds and and things like that, I think this is definitely a album where it feels like they've found their sound and aren't afraid to explore it. Um, They've definitely, you know, figured out the, the formula for them, I guess um, is the best way to put it to produce this music that, sounds full and is big and spacey and yet still has a tightness to it and make it not so overpowering to be something that people are afraid to just have on in the background or um, to, you know, play around anyone. You know, this is definitely an album that I think you could pretty much put on around any one of your friends and nobody's going to complain too much about it because it's not overly anything in the sense of it's not overly metal. You don't have to worry about your friends. Oh, you know, I don't like when 
when people scream or whatever. It's not country. It's not pop. It's it's this weird amalgam of everything. Um, but I think it all fits together really well. So really a big fan there. And the next song that we're going to talk about is called uh, You're So Clean. Um, again, I think it's a really cool song. Good use of space and everything. Uh, lyrically, it's it's a lot of fun. So I'm going to play you that clip. We'll be right back and we'll talk about this. You're So Clean. Um, It's a fun little poppy retro song. Um, Made me think of like, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s movies type of of soundtracky type of music. Um, Like you can imagine some sort of montage going on for for all of it. Um, Lyrically, he talks about being, you know being so clean, cleaning up for all the the messes you're about to make, things like that. Um, It's a lot of fun. It brings, obviously, a different energy than some of the other songs that are on the album. Um, But again, it's all about the comfort with their, their sound and their lineup and really being able to experiment and work all the different pieces together and make music that they're happy with and that they're having fun making. And, you know, I've talked about it with a a few people in different interviews already. Uh, It gets brought up in the half-hearted interview as well that, you know, when you're making music that, that you care about, that relates to you or that comes from, you know, your experiences your soul it drastically changes the feel of that music you know so I think that's one of the big things for the interview with Half-Hearted you guys will hear Um, we talk about a little bit about you know songwriting for other people and having to go out and sing somebody else's words is always going to feel a little bit empty, um, simply because it's not always going to be so relatable to you that you understand the feeling that is supposed to be there, the emotion that's supposed to be there. Um, and I think what these guys have done with this album is produced music that they enjoy making, that they have fun performing and singing and, and creating, and 
it really shows throughout the album that it never feels never feels like it's being forced. Um, and I think that's what a lot of newer music, uh, not just newer music, I guess, but kind of the mainstream music can feel like sometimes, you know, when you look at album liner notes or whatever, and there's 14 songwriters and the person that sang it isn't one of those songwriters, listen to that song and I promise you, if you pay attention to it, it's going to feel like it's forced. And We Are The City doesn't have that feeling on this album at all. There's not a single track that I feel like they had to force an emotion or a sound or anything like that. So, um, You're So Clean, again, one of my favorite songs on the album. Really hits kind of that nostalgia feel for you. Um, especially if you're of the age to have nostalgia. Um, You know, if you grew up watching a bunch of terrible teen comedies and, um, you know, Saved by the Bell and just She's All That, She's Out of My League. Like, there's so many just terrible B-movies that we grew up and we loved. But in hindsight, they were terrible movies. Um, so this, I think, fits into that. Not being terrible, because it's not. It's really good. But it reminds you of all that terrible um, B-rate movie, the B-rate acting. Um, and again, that's it's not a knock on them at all. I think it's fantastic because... Nostalgia is one of the most powerful feelings that you can have. So for it to to bring up those feelings about, you know, all these movies that I grew up watching, you know, listening through this album a few times now, um, every time it comes to that song, I start thinking back and I'm like, man, I maybe there's a couple movies I should rewatch. And I'll, I'll start kind of making a list. So um, I think it's cool that they were able to to create that sound. So next up though, we are going to do uh, a song called me plus me. Um, I'm going to give you guys the, the clip. We'll be right back and talk about this. What a shame. One of the reasons I wanted to talk about that song is the 
use of kind of the alternate percussion um, throughout the song, you can clearly hear like the kick drum and kind of instead of where a snare would be on parts of it, it's just claps. Um, So I think it's always cool when bands explore things like that because it's not something that's done in the mainstream as much. Um, You have a few artists that have, you know, kind of broken through and, and done it before for one or two songs and then kind of, you know, went back to the tried and true methods, I guess, is the best way to put it. So, like, you know, thinking to, like, I don't know, Foster the People, uh, Lumineers, Mumford and & Sons, and that type of genre, if you will, um, because those are the ones that come to mind straight away, they're really the only ones that in mainstream music um, have done a a decent amount of kind of alternate percussion and, you know, kind of breaking away from from the mold, if you will, when it comes to the standard uh, song structure. So Me Plus Me, um, really solid track. It's upbeat, up-tempo, kind of one of the vibes I got from it, and I may be way off base on this. I have no idea. I've not spoken to the guys um, about this album or anything at all, but kind of the vibe I get from that song or how it, you know, relates to me is the me plus me. He says, me plus me is we. And I think, you know, for me, the kind of underlying message there is about connecting back with yourself after, um, some sort of trauma or even just a bad day or whatever, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's you that has to take care of you. Um, so the me plus me is we, I think is kind of getting your, your body and your mind aligned and on the same page so that you can, you know, be yourself to the full extent. And I thought that was a really cool, uh, song. Again, just the way it related to me and hit me was, you know, focusing on yourself sometimes is exactly what you need to do. Um, and, you know, it's a lesson that I think everybody can can take away. And I may be digging way deep into this, uh, this song, and that's not even in, close to what they intended. I don't know. But I think, you know, if you listen to this track, um, hopefully you guys will kind of hear it the same way as me with taking that step back, focus on connecting yourself with yourself. You know, if you don't like who you are, it sucks. You know, Um, we've all been there. We've all struggled with, uh, you know, voices in our heads telling us that we're not good enough or that, you know, body image or whatever the case may be. I like to think that this song is about reconnecting with yourself, being okay with yourself, um, you know, really putting yourself first and not having to focus on other relationships or, you know, someone else's validation or approval. It's you plus you is, is you, is we. Um, so the me plus me is we, I think is about finding that harmony within yourself to be happy, 
um, and to move on away from um, traumas or bad relationships or whatever and just be able to enjoy the day by yourself because, you know, it's really from a mental health standpoint and, you know, we talk about it a lot. It's a huge focus for us here at You Make the Scene and I think that at the end of the day, you know, you have to be happy with yourself. Um, at bare minimum, you have to be content with yourself. And this song, I think, will help people focus on kind of that direction, you know, making sure that you distance yourself from people if you have to or whatever. But it needs to be me plus me is we. So me plus me is going to be good. You know, if I'm if I'm a hundred percent in on myself, then I'm I'm unstoppable, um, and I don't need other people. And I don't mean that in the sense of, you know, fuck everybody else. I don't need anybody. There's a difference between self confidence and arrogance and ignorance. Um, I think being self confident doesn't mean narcissistic. Um, being self-confident doesn't mean that you're full of yourself. Being self-confident means that you have figured out how to be happy with the person that you are and understand that at times there are other people that aren't going to like that person. Um, and I think it's important and it's something I struggle with and, and pretty much everybody struggles with, but it's important to know that just because that person doesn't like you, isn't necessarily a reflection of you. If at the end of the day you're happy with yourself and you're able to sleep at night and, you know, just be content, then you're doing it right. So that got really deep. Like I said, it may be way off base for what this song uh, was intended or whatever, but that's kind of my feel on it. Uh, Last song that I want to do off this album is called I'm Not Yours Anymore. Highly recommend you guys check this song out, um, check this whole album out, but um, the album came out, like I said, just a couple weeks ago. You're looking at 12 tracks, um, just under an hour worth of music, Um, and again, it's something you can just press play on, have it in the background, truly enjoy. So we'll get a little more of the album wrap-up in a minute, but next up is I'm Not Yours Anymore. So that was I'm Not Yours Anymore. Um, For me, that song is 
I mean, it's obvious. It's about telling someone that, you know, basically they fucked up and you're not theirs anymore. Um, but I think it's kind of cool towards the end of the song, really throughout the song, but towards the end of the song, he kind of chronicles the things that the person's going to miss out on, you know, the, the baby that you wanted to have that you'll never have the, you know, self-confidence that you'll never miss type stuff. Um, I think it's really a, a neat spin on kind of the breakup song in the, in a sense. Um, you know, most of the time it's the, the Crimea river and things like that, like woe is me, or it's the polar opposite of basically, you know, go fuck yourself. I never needed you type of thing. This I think is just more of that honest, uh, conversation that we wish we could all have when we have those breakups or, um, you know, relationships that fizzle out and it's basically going, you know, okay, so you know how you wanted this, you're not going to get that now. You know how you wanted this, that's not going to happen now. So like, to me, I thought it was really cool because it's kind of the, the fuck you without being aggressive about it. Just saying, look, here's all the things we talked about that could potentially happen between us and that we could get to or whatever, none of that's going to happen anymore, you know? So, um, it's a really cool vibe. It's got some, some cool vocals in it. Um, I think that it's to me, one of the stronger songs on the album. Um, I don't know if that's based on relatability or just overall uh, sound and, and music on it or what, but it's definitely the song, one of the songs that I have uh, found myself going back to a few times um, just because I enjoy the, the sound and, and message and content or whatever and I'm not going through a breakup or anything like that. So, it, it, you know, it's just, it's one of those songs that it's kind of light and fun, kind of heavy with the lyrics, you know, but the, the balance is there. Um, just really solid all, all around on that song. Um, like I said, the album came out just a couple weeks ago at the end of January, uh, Really think you guys need to go check it out, whether that's, you know, streaming it on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, whatever you're doing. Um, it's called R.I.P. Uh, it is 12 songs, just under an hour um, worth of music. So if you've got a commute or anything like that, it's a great album to, to throw on um, and just let it play while you're driving and, and be kind of that, that filter. Uh, and the reason I say that is, you know, I know I personally and several of my friends make the mistake sometimes of, you know, you have a bad day or whatever. So you listen to something heavier and then you catch yourself speeding or driving like an idiot. Sometimes, uh, this could be that filter where you put this album on instead and it's not getting you all hyped up and not amplifying the the emotions of the day or anything like that it's it's really mellow um it's again a very spacious album um it's got a lot of depth and elements to it that 
in a variety of the songs make it feel bigger than what it is. Um, and I think it's a cool kind of mix of types of sounds that they were able to, to do. So, um, it's out now, like I said, available everywhere. Highly recommend you go check it out. That's all I've got for you guys on the album review. Uh, there are a few other things that I want to touch base on, um, as we lead out of this, this episode. So, like I said at the beginning, a lot of things coming up that I'm really excited about. Uh, the Tall Heights show, I'm going to have a gallery up of that, um, you know, within a day or two of the show. Uh, we've got MC Lars at the end of the month. Um, going to be an amazing uh, show, but also the chance to, to catch back up with him and, and talk. It's been a couple years since we've done an interview or anything, so really excited to, to hit him up and um, you know, every time we, we talk, it, it's like we pick up right where we left off. He's definitely one of those guys that, um, has always just been a really good dude to me. Um, and I think in, in this industry, uh, really any industry, life in general, but in this industry, it's important to have some of those people that, um, you know, you, you may only see once a year, once every two or three years, whatever it is. But like for Lars and I, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn, I'll, I'll ask him when we, uh, when we have our, our podcast. But, um, you know, I think for Lars and I, we're two really chill dudes. Um, we get along really well. We've always just laughed and had a good time when we do interviews and, um, it's always cool because even if it's been, you know, a year or two since I've seen him, it, we jump right back in it like it was just last week. So uh, really excited for that one. Uh, there was a tour announced today that I'm super excited about. We're definitely going to try to do some work on it, uh, whether that's, you know, just a, a show review and photography or hopefully uh, doing some interviews on it. But Mayday Parade has announced a new album, uh, sorry, a new tour called the It Is What It Is Spring Tour. Uh, it's going to be Mayday Parade with Grayscale and Point North. Uh, this tour is going to kick off in April in Gainesville, Florida at the High Dive, and it will run uh, right out about a month, a little under a month, um, and it's going to wrap up on May 2nd in Cincinnati, Ohio at Bogarts. And that will be the show that I will be uh, trying to get to. Um, I've already texted a couple of my friends about it and whatnot. So whether I get to do it, you know, for the show or for the website, honestly, on that show, I don't care. Uh, I'm going to try to be there regardless. So because um, it's going to be a really solid show. Mayday Parade never disappoints. I've seen them. Uh, I don't even know how many times at this point. And Every single time, I'm, I'm always stoked about the set that they put on and just the the performance. Those guys have such great energy and, and showmanship. They're tons of fun to watch. Um, Grayscale, another band that, you know, I've seen a couple times now, uh, probably three or four, I think. And, again, just put on a fantastic show. They've always got the crowd behind them. 
Um, they really focus on that true pop punk energy um, that you know we all grew up with. Uh, so Point North, I don't know a whole lot about. I'll be honest, so I'm definitely going to check them out. They may be, you know, somebody that we have on the show or or talk about in one of our uh, new music wrap-ups or whatever. So uh, that tour is going to be sick. You guys definitely need to get out and check it out. I will put a uh, link to the tour page, probably to Mayday Parade's website, um, just because it's probably easier for most people to, to get to and things like that. Um, next week, um, next Wednesday's episode is the interview with Half-Hearted. Um, like I said at the beginning of the, the episode, great guys. Uh, had a lot of fun talking to them. Really hope to see them soon. They've got all kinds of stuff in the pipeline that they're getting ready to announce. By the time the episode goes live, I think they'll have announced some of it. Um, there's some tour stuff that they couldn't quite talk about yet, um, fully in the episode. We maybe broke some rules, but because of when it was going to go live, we were able to get around it and, you know, bring you guys some of that. Um, that'll be basically new-ish news once that podcast goes live. So they probably will have announced it, um, maybe a day or two before the podcast goes live. Um, so they've got, again, a bunch of stuff in the works. Uh, new album, tour, whole nine yards, um, some new music videos, all of that. Um, again, that episode, we did have some phone troubles, so there will be a couple points uh, through the episode, depending on how post-production goes, that you may notice it clip or just, you know, some, some sort of little irregularity uh, in our call, and... Um, I'll try to make those as minimal as possible, but, you know, that's that's what you deal with with technology sometimes. So that's everything, guys. Um, that's all the, the tour news that I'm going to talk about. That's the album review that I'm going to do. Um, that's the updates for what shows are, are coming up soon. Um, since I do have some shows coming up soon, I definitely want to throw it out. It's been a couple weeks since I've done this. Uh Protect your hearing, guys. Um, You know, I've said it time and time again. I tell people at at shows all the time, you know, other photographers even, especially, I guess, that aren't wearing ear protection. I'm I'm always hounding them. You know, losing your hearing, even to, to, you know, some degree uh, at a younger age in your life is going to suck. Uh, I can vouch for it. At the ripe old age of 34, um, I don't have all of my hearing. I've went to entirely too many shows when I was younger with no ear protection and got as close to the systems as I could. Um, So I think it's important that you guys do something to protect your ears. I will have a link uh, in this to the earplugs that I personally use. They are the high-fidelity Eargasm earplugs. Hands down, the best earplugs I've used. Um, I don't have custom earplugs. I've thought about getting them. I don't want to spend the money on them, if we're being honest. Um, These high-fidelity 
eargasm earplugs are like 35 bucks, 30, 35 or 40 bucks. I don't remember now. Um, which sounds like a lot, I know, but they're super soft silicone. They block out, they block out sound, but not make it muffled. Um, they've actually got an attenuation, uh, filter in there so that basically you're able to bring the noise down several decibels. Um, with those, I'd have to double check. I think it's around 12 to 16 decibels, which is enough to get it out of the danger range for most things. So you bring that noise down, but it's still got the clarity. Uh, that's part of the reason growing up that I didn't wear earplugs is I was afraid I was going to lose the sound of the music and it was all going to be muffled or whatever. And boy, do I regret it. So Eargasm earplugs, highly recommend them. Going to have a link in the, uh, the description below for those. Uh, and that's everything. That's truly everything this time. So to take us out uh, today, I am going to play you a little bit of the new half-hearted song called Vicious Cycle. Uh, they just released a music video for it. Super cool video. Um, super great song. And they will be on the show next week in episode number 15. That's everything, guys. Remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. You've got me You cast on me If I get up You come and crush me Like a tidal wave Now that I've said my piece Your sights are set on me Just pull the trigger Take me out and